When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Wolfpackers show. This is a, a special show as we are reaction to what has been a banner evening for NC State football recruiting, the types of which you don't see a whole lot of. Um, in recruiting in general, you don't typically see multiple announcements for one school in one day and, and a random Friday in August, but it, it happened for NC State. And so Ethan McDowell, my co-host and fellow uh, editor at thewolfpacker.com and myself, Matt Carter. We're here to break it down for you. Post a couple quick housekeeping items. A reminder, you can uh, download this podcast, listen to them wherever you may uh, subscribe to your podcast. Uh, please give us a uh, subscribe to ours and also rate us. Maybe leave some comments, give us a review, whatever you're supposed to do. It just helps us out. If you're on YouTube watching this, um, we are now over 2,000 YouTube followers. Woohoo! If you have been on the channel, uh, you've seen all of the post practice media availabilities over the last couple of days after the start of preseason camp. I still refuse to call it fall camp. Um, we had uh, Dave Dorn, we've had Robert and I, we've had Brennan Armstrong, we've had MJ Morris. Lots of interviews for you to check out in addition to our podcast. So give that uh, go go subscribe to that follow that you can find us on Twitter Facebook Instagram everywhere YouTube as well the Wolfpacker is the handle so pretty simple to figure out and last but not least please check out our sponsor RogueShop.com R O G is in girl U E S is in Sam H O P dot com for all your natural safe legal cannabis needs that might help you with that some anxiety issues or chronic pain, or maybe you have uh, sleep deprivation, or, you, 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 or maybe tense a lot and you just need to relax. And these are products that might be able to help you out. This is a uh, small company, husband and wife lead, lead it, and they, uh, they are personally involved and will answer all your questions online or on our message board to help point you in the right direction. So with that said, uh, Ethan, Big day, we kind of anticipated coming. Let's uh, let's get right to the headliner, right? He's a guy who's been on the NC State radar since 1974. Nah, just kidding, but he's been on the radar for a long, long time. Um, Jonathan Paylor from Burlington, uh, North Carolina, goes to Cummins High School. Uh, he has been an athletic freak and a playmaker since he was a freshman. Every team in the country pretty much offered him a scholarship. And until about two weeks ago, you always knew NC State was one of the schools he really liked. But I would venture a guess to say until about two weeks ago, not many people thought it might be a realistic possibility. It is. He committed to NC State. He's a headliner. Ethan, just your reaction to how it unfolded and the impact for NC State. 
I'll be honest, I didn't expect it to unfold this way. Um, but what a massive recruiting win for NC State. I think it's hard to overstate how huge this is for the program. Um, Paler has been one of, if not the top guy on the recruiting board for years in the 24 class. And to um, you know, win a recruitment over a SEC program that really, really wanted him. Like, it, this isn't a matter of, oh, was he a take here or a take there? No. That there is a laundry list of Power 5 programs right now that would love to have Jonathan Paler in their class right now. And NC State, through consistent effort and through um, building genuine connections, brought Paler back home. He's staying home. He's going to NC State. And it's huge news. And it's at a position of need, too. So uh, the stars kind of aligned in the perfect way. Um, he's NC State's first wide receiver commit of the class. He won't be the last. And now NC State's got some momentum going there. And um, he's a guy that um, he knows every other in-state kid that's um, well-known because, you know, they all grew up together. They've gone on all these visits together. And let me tell you, I've talked to him. He's going to be talking to some guys. Yeah. He's going to be reaching out. He's going to be recruiting. He's going to be the number one Wolfpack recruiter in the state of North Carolina right now. So it's a huge, huge development for the class. This is a class defining day with two massive commitments and um, Paler's one that um, NC State fans should be very, very excited about. Let's talk about a little bit about, you've seen him in person. You went to one of his games, mm -hmm. I recall last fall. Um, you have seen him in person. He was also, I believe, one of your earliest interviews when you started the beat and i remember you raving about your interview experience with jonathan the first time you talked to him so maybe let, let's get our listeners behind the scenes a little bit a talk about what kind of football player he is um you know statistically speaking he's used all over the field he's not just a wide receiver he does run the football some too he, mm -hmm. he's not a big receiver he's probably in the slot but he's got legitimate verified time uh speed um, and also a very muscular bound young man. He's very, he's always been, um, impressive physique, even if he's not the tallest guy in the world. Um, so talk about first your impressions of what you thought when you saw him and how he might fit with Robert and I's offense. And maybe you could also add uh, the impact of Robert and I in the latter stages of the recruitment, but then also about jonathan himself what he's like to deal with and to talk to and to interact with because you know when you get to recruits of jonathan paylor's stat status and no i have no ill will or blame some of these kids they tend to shut out the media and it's an overwhelming process and and they don't want any added burdens onto their uh on their plate but Jonathan was never really that way. So maybe kind of take our listeners behind the scenes and put, peel, peel back the curtain a little bit of, of what um, A, Jonathan Paler, the football player, looked like to you and B, what Jonathan Paler, the person, was like to deal with. Yeah, so I went to his season opener last year, and in the first half he was getting double and triple teamed the entire game, essentially getting used as a decoy. But um, it was either at the end of the first half or the start of the second half, I believe, he returned to kickoff for a touchdown, and it was like you blink and he was in the end zone. It's it's speed that pops. Like, it is legitimate football speed. It's legitimate track speed. He, he is 
a track star and um i'll go ahead and know he's going to be running track at nc state as well he will be a two-sport guy with the wolfpack but um when wolfpack fans hear jonathan paler's name i want them to think naheem hines and i know that's a lofty comparison but it's true and hines was a part of the recruiting pitch um he met hines during one of his visits and um the, the comparisons are there um, he's someone that you can put in the return game and he'll make dynamic plays from day one. Um, he is a little undersized. He's just at five nine. But um, when you have him in the slot and taking handoffs and jet sweeps and playing in the option game in the backfield, then um that that height doesn't really matter. And um he's also extremely strong. He's an extremely strong runner, even though he's five nine, he doesn't go down on first contact. He can go through guys, he can go around them. He is a complete athlete who can take over games with his athleticism, his speed, his vision. And, um, shoot, he has good hands. He sealed that game. I saw him play with an interception in the final minutes playing defensive back. And um, one thing that stood out to me after I talked to him after that game is he looked at me and I asked him about playing those roles. And he looked at me and he said, I'll, I'll do anything for my team. And that's the mentality. That's the attitude that Dave Doran loves. And um, I'm sure he's going to be bringing that same mentality to Raleigh. And um, so it'll be exciting to see him in Robert and I's offense. I know Coach and I uh, took a liking to him as soon as they met. Um, Paler told me earlier this summer that um, they sat down on, I believe it was the official visit, and just talked through what his role would be like in the offense. And Anai was pulling up videos of guys he's coached previously and saying, like, hey, you're this guy but you could be better. And that really resonated with Taylor. He sees a direct fit into the wide receiver room. He sees a direct fit into the system. And um, it's by all accounts, it seems like the coaches do too. What's he like as a person when you deal with him and you interact with him? What, what's, what's he like? He's probably the uh, single most um, enthusiastic recruit I've ever interviewed. Um you talk to him and you can tell he had a lot of love for a lot of schools during this process. And it was all super genuine. You would ask him about um, South Carolina and he would tell you exactly why he really loves that program. You ask him about NC state, he would tell you exactly why. And um, you know, I, I really appreciate his time throughout the process. Um, he was always willing to do the interviews and um, always offer a window into his recruiting process. Some um, state fans are going to love him. Like I said, he's just a really charismatic kid um, and um, from when I've talked to him once after he was he shared his decision, um, he's very, very excited about being a part of this program. And, um, yeah, I, I think fans have loved um, following along with his recruitment on social media, and they'll probably enjoy it even more now that he's going to be um, a part of this class. By the way, you, you referenced his speed this past year. Jonathan Paylor did run track, finished third in the uh, 2A state championship in the 100 meter out, outdoor during the outdoor season at 10.65 seconds, which would be one of the fastest times on the industry state team. He was second in the 200 meter dash at 21.75 seconds during the indoor season, second in the 55 meter dash at 6.41 seconds. He was actually timed at 6.34 earlier in the season, and he won the state title in the 300 meter at 35.13 seconds. So just to back up what 
Ethan was saying. This is legitimate. This isn't one of those, oh, he's a 4-4 guy, and you're just saying that because he looks fast. This is verifiable track speed time uh, coming into the receiving court at NC State. Um, Jonathan Paylor was not the only commitment to NC State. I promise we're going to get to the other here in a second. But Ethan, without, you know, a good time to plug joining the website, Ethan was the first to put a prediction in for NC State with Jonathan Paylor. Um, and that just kind of shows you his ability to get that kind of information. Uh, next week, Terrell Anderson, another on three industry four-star, another in-state prospect from Grimsley High School in Greensboro. He's announcing his decision. I believe it's on Saturday, August the 12th. Um, yeah, entry state, Tennessee, and Michigan, if I recall. Top three there, but I think most people think it'll be entry state of Tennessee, the two schools he officially yep. visited in June. You know, without giving too much away, a lot of people like where NC State stands. You know, we'll talk about the wide receiver recruiting because I, we have a premium insider chat. You do a mailbag each week. There was a lot of consternation back in May and early June about the fact that there were all of these in-state wide receivers, uh, at least six, and there was a fear that NC State was going to strike out. You know, that Jordan Chip goes to UNC, Alex Taylor was slipping away, um, Shannon Goodwin had already picked Michigan, Javarius Green didn't set up a visit to NC State. It was just, you know, everybody thought Paylor was probably headed to South Carolina. Uh, it's a good, viable lesson that recruiting is fluid, and sometimes you need to have a little bit of patience, but you know, how did Paylor sort of set up the wide receiver board and what would be adding a Terrell Anderson mean for NC State? Yeah, it's very feasible that within the next eight days you go from zero wide receiver commits to, our, to shoot, by the rankings, the top two wide receivers in the state. Um, my prediction's public. I have a prediction in for Terrell Anderson on the site. I feel good about it right now. Um, we'll see if anything changes in the next week. But um, right now, I mean, shoot, you get Paler in the in the boat today, and then um, he already told me he's already going to be um, talking to Terrell. He wants to team up. He's been telling me that since July. He wanted to team up with Terrell Anderson and Alex Taylor. Alex obviously ended up picking um, UNC at the end of the month. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if um, if Terrell joins the class um, next week. If then him and Paler then start to mount a little bit of a flip campaign for um, Alex, but uh, I don't I don't think there's anything to that right now. But I know they all um, I know Anderson and um, Paler are interested in playing together. That is something they have talked about. They went on that official visit together, um, and then you look at it where you get those two top in-state receivers, and then you have a bit of an expanded board now where you have Christian Zachary will be in town for the Notre Dame game um, for an official visit. He stopped by camp kind of um, unexpectedly for me. I, I, I didn't know the visit was happening, but um, he stopped by camp. He came for an unofficial visit a few days after he committed to Virginia. And I th there's definitely some interest there. He w was originally going to come down for um, Alpha Wolf, but it didn't work out, which is I don't think he had a, um, a ride. But um, then they also offered um, another kid um, – 
Jamar on Boston, I believe. And um, he's a electric athlete who, you know, there's not a ton known about his recruitment, but ESPN has him as a four-star recruit. Um, on three has him as a solid three-star and uh, he has two power five offers from Virginia Tech and NC State right now. And uh, he visited for Alpha Wolf. That trip went well. I expect NC State to be a contender there. So we'll just have to see if he ends up scheduling an OV and getting back on campus. But so let's say for the sake of projections, you get um, Paler and Anderson coming out of next week. Then you're in a situation where, I mean, shoot, you add either of those receivers and that's a dream receiver class. I think any NC State fan would be thrilled with that, especially without where where they stood in um, in like May and April. So you know th things are starting to turn around, and like you said, I, th I think you even told me when that, that was all happening, and I was getting a little pessimistic about it. You told me to have patience about it, and recruiting is fluid, more now more than ever, and um, things are starting to turn around for NC State. Let's move on to um, the other commitment, uh, Joshua Alexander. Felton, uh, he's a defensive lineman from Orlando, Florida. He was uh, had a nice offer list. I mean, he, he's an on-three industry three-star, um, but a really solid. This is a guy that is, I always like to say, if you could take five official visits and use them all on a Power 5 program, then you're a consensus Power 5 prospect. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to say Power 5, but – you're a consensus Power 5 prospect. Alec, uh, Alexander Felton was a consensus Power 5 prospect. I know uh, I, the feeling was that Maryland and Central Florida might have been the other two schools most high up uh, in the mix for him. He seemed to be a very good fit for what NC uh, and People need to understand with NC State defensive line recruiting, it's very targeted now you know, because they are looking for specific types of D linemen to fit their, their scheme. And there have been some very good edge rushes, for instance, in the state of North Carolina that NC State did not recruit because they are not the fit for that three man front. They're not looking for that six foot four, 200 pound pass rusher. Alexander Felton, we both saw him at our Alpha Wolf Showcase, along with Chase Bond, the other defensive line commit from um, Ohio. Very similar body types. They fit the mold of what Tony Gibson and Charlie Wilds are looking for. Did um, your reaction? Obviously, he joined the commitment parade on on Friday. Um, what was your reaction to his pickup? I think it kind of even surprised a little bit of NC State because I remember talking to sources in June who were skeptical that Alexander Felton was going to be on a fast pace. They thought. He took an official visit to NC State. They were fairly convinced he was going to go through and take some official visits in the fall, that that one was going to drag out a while. It seemed to change after that official visit and put NC State on a fast track that I, I get the sense even surprised NC State a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I think that was the plan. I think the plan was for him, for his recruitment to go into the fall, for him to maybe go to UCF and um, – I think maybe Pitt was the other school he was considering visiting, but um, he was going to take a couple more official visits. And hats off to NC State staff. Um, Charlie Wiles, defensive line coach, was his primary recruiter. I think they really, really, really hit the ball out of the park on his official visit. I think he was really impressed 
with the overall vibe, the culture of NC State. And um, I mean, when you look at the defense, um, it is it's a unique defensive scheme, but it's uh, he plays on a three man line at um, Edgewater High in Orlando. Um, all three of NC State's commits actually do on the defensive line, which is pretty cool. But um, so this, he knows what his role is going to be like. Um, if you go to, it's sometimes hard for a defensive lineman to pop in that playing on a three man line. If you, if you go look at his film, he pops. He's shoving offensive linemen off the ball and um, looks like a very, very strong player, explosive, and um, someone who's going to be a great fit. And yeah, I mean, something shifted over the past couple months where I think he just built a real, the staff built a really, really strong bond with Alexander Felton and his family. And, um, you know, that made him comfortable enough to come back for a second visit, second visit and, um, you know, shut things down. I, we think it's probably it for the defensive line. I mean, when you think of they already mm-hmm. got Chase Bond and then you got, uh, you beat out North Carolina for Justin Terrell, who was also briefly committed to Wake Forest at one point in his commit, uh, recruitment at defensive tackle from Rome, Georgia. Uh, no, he's not from Rome, Georgia, is he? Where's he from? I believe so, yeah. Oh, Rome, Rome Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he's projected probably to be an interior nose tackle type player. Um, yeah, because Trace Bond was a, a pure evaluation play. Had a, he had a handful of uh, group of five type offers, from, particularly from the MAC, where he sort of near, nearby located. But Justin Terrell, real nice offer there. Alexander Felton, real nice offer. They may not be headliners per se, but again, you have to remember NC State's looking for certain types, and they seem to have found three guys who fit their type, and a couple of them at least were pretty much consensus power five level recruits. Um, you think that's it for the defensive line? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they're comfortable taking this class. Maybe if someone like a Red Hibbler out of JUCO pops up, maybe they consider taking um, another JUCO lineman or, uh, you know, and then maybe monitor the transfer portal a little bit. But the defensive line room's in pretty good shape right now. Um, they've got some depth back there. And, yeah, I, I think they'll be comfortable taking three. As of right now, I remember, too, that uh... – the only defensive lineman scheduled to leave would be Savion Jackson. Um, obviously, we'll see how transfer portal changes all that, or maybe a Davin Van just completely blows up this year and puts himself into NFL consideration. But um, they are in pretty good, healthy shape on the defensive line as well. So I think this is a lot about keeping that cupboard full so that you're not in a position where you're having to scramble to take absolutely need to take two or three transfer portal pickups to 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 have a competent defensive line so um lots still more to come and if you hadn't joined the site still a very little bit of time left on that one month for a dollar deal um we've been promoting it all week for a reason it was a big week and we we've lived up to the promise it's gonna be a lot more to come from uh, preseason camp before their opener, which is now less than four weeks away, 27 days till Ethan McDowell is in somewhere in Connecticut uh, watching the pack kick off. And hopefully it's a better experience than the last time Ethan McDowell did a solo 
season opener on the road when I was uh, quarantined by COVID and, and we had to, uh, NC State fans had to nervously wait for a field goal kick to go a little bit wide in East Carolina. So it could be fun. They're all looking forward to it. It's a great time to be an NC State fan. And of course, a lot of uncertainty. So we're, we're going to be covering a lot of the uh, future of the ACC and whatever over the next few weeks too. So we'll, uh, We'll have our ears to the ground and a lot of angles. Great reason to sign up for the Wolfpacker.com. And a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of those at the Wolfpacker. You can follow Ethan at Ethan M. McDowell on Twitter. Um, you can also please uh, give us a like on, on YouTube and follow us. Leave a comment, ask a question. Um, uh, please rate and review this podcast wherever you may listen to your podcast. Last but not least, um, a reminder to check out our great sponsor, RogueShop.com, for all your natural cannabis needs and products, whether it's uh, something that might help you just relax or ease some of your anxiety or chronic pain or might help you get some sleep, caught up on your sleep. You know, and you're, if you've been having issues with any of that and, and nothing seems to work, why not give them a try, right? It's a small company, husband and wife outfit. Husband's a disabled veteran. He's a big believer in these products. They're there to online to help you out if you go to their website or if you go to our message board and ask them some questions to guide you in the right direction to the right products that might help you out. It's legal, it's safe. So give it a try if you, if you desire. So, big day for NC State Football Recruiting. We had to get a podcast up to react to it. For Ethan McDowell, I'm Mark Carter. This has been the Wolfpack Show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.